We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Football Friday on The Fan. It's a man's game now. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. We have great expectations. The Fan. Mariners, Blue Jays, three minutes from now uh, to end the drought. For all you Mariners fans that are out there and you're feeling a little nervous, hey, it's all right. This is where this is what playoff baseball is all. Playoff baseball is so fun to me. I love playoff baseball. It is, it gives you so many good memories. And baseball is such a long game, but you hang on to every single pitch in a in a playoff game. It is exhausting, but it's exhilarating. I love baseball postseason. If your team is in it, and now Mariners fans, you finally are you, you're in it. You you get to experience this, and it is. I can't wait for Mariners fans to have that feeling. I'm happy. I'm thrilled for them. Like, Woo! I got I, I, my my. I'm a Cardinals fan, but I have you know my my little AL team, and I, I've always kind of like liked the Mariners, and they've always had players that I've loved, whether it's Randy, whether it's Ichiro, whether it's Bone. I mean, like I, I've loved this team, and 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 now Rodriguez, and I hope they they have something going, and, and because I, I mean, to be honest, I've been spoiled as a Cardinals fan. It's the second most winningest franchise in baseball. They have stacks upon stacks of World Series. The Mariners don't, and I and I I want them to have that. I want them to. I want. I mean, those you don't to, need to rub it in by by mentioning the Cardinals when talking about the Mariners. I'm just it it's it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's skewed like it is. That's what is it? Seventeen World Series titles. It's it's disgusting. Um, but like, I want them to. What I'm saying is, I want them to experience it. Yeah, it's honestly the Mariners winning one will be like the Blazers winning one in '77. It will take over. Except for they only had to wait seven years for that one. All right, um, let's get to the college football landscape because, look, this is a carnage weekend in the Pac-12. I'm pumped for this weekend of football because you have got some really good games. It, mainly, probably the best one, one of the best ones in all of college football, and I don't think it's getting nearly enough attention nationally, but it needs to, is... You have got number 11 Utah having to hit the road and go to 18th ranked UCLA. And a 12:30 kick, it's going to have a big audience. It's going to be on what was it? That one's on Fox at 12:30. So that's 3:30 on the East Coast. You have a prime window for the Pac-12 and I know Utah is the better team in this top to bottom, right? We know what Utah is. They've had more consistency. They've all been really damn good. But 
at the same time, UCLA fits the profile of a team that gives the Utes issues. It is a Chip Kelly coach team. And finesse and speed and not being a tough team has kind of been the label of all spread teams and chip because what did they run into and where did they fall? Teams that were bigger, stronger, and would get mauled, right? This UCLA team is different. The UCLA Bruins bring it on both offensive and defensive lines. I don't think that UCLA gets nearly enough credit for how physical they are because just because of their coaches, Chip Kelly, right? And that is a big miss if you think that this this team is going to be Utah going to be having their way. I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I think UCLA being at home, that is a massive, massive advantage. We saw it last week again with Utah or with Washington. This week we may see it again with Utah. Not traveling and then not having to travel into Rice-Eccles is, is certainly a winning uh, combination Whoa, for really anybody in college football. It's a tough place to play. But I, I will say this. Um, my, my, my you know, crimson and gold blinders were, were on in UCLA all season until the UW game. I just did, did not believe in them. I did not think that they had done anything, uh, married anything. They went out there and they beat the crap out of Washington. Well, and this is what UCLA has done. They haven't just been good. They have been dominant, right? Mm-hmm. Up front, they are on defense. They are dominant. They're number one in the conference in rush defense. They are number sixth in all of the FBS in rush defense. And they give up 80.4 yards per game. And this is the thing. like People can say, well, look at their schedule. Who have they played? They haven't played anybody. Holding a team to 80, averaging 80 yards per game is incredible. It does not matter who you are playing. They have done it all season long against every team they played, and they have played some trash teams. Uh, That is 100%. You can acknowledge it. It has been there. They have played some garbage teams, but they are dominating garbage teams. And that's what good teams do. And they haven't taken their foot off the gas. They had that 31-32 game against South Alabama. But look, if you're going to crush them for that, let's crush you know Alabama when they have their down week. Let's crush Georgia when they have a couple of close games. Like Georgia isn't getting crushed. It's like, hey, they're figuring some stuff out. Jalen Carter's dinged up. He's going to miss a week or two. Nobody's sitting there and saying they're done, they're toast, something's wrong. I mean, anybody that says that, you roll your eyes and you look at you go, come on. Nothing is wrong with Georgia right now. They are going through a – they are a dominant team. You have some swoons. Right now, UCLA, they probably threw on that tape of South Alabama and said, yeah, we're way better than them. How'd they respond? Blew out Colorado mm-hmm. and took it to UW, a good UW a team. A good you – know, like, listen, UW put up numbers, but it was too little too late yep. uh, late in that game. UCLA dictated that – DTR toyed with that UW defense, and he probably had the best game of his career. Yep. I, I, I don't think that's I don't think it's a good stretch. I, yeah. So do I expect that to happen against a better Utah team? No. But do I expect him to have some confidence and have a little bit of swagger and have you say coming in feeling good about themselves? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Ultimately, I think this is a game that Utah wins, but I don't think this is a game where either team's walking away from this feeling great about themselves as far as uh, execution and domination. I think this is going to be a bit of an ugly slugfest kind of game where uh, the big difference 
an unshocking surprise is quarterback play. Does Cam yeah. Rising do what he did against Florida and stub his toe in a game that they should win? Does DTR DTR and have a great game followed up with a what the hell are you doing game? Well, and this is the thing is that the he played a UW team that does not have the secondary that Utah has. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look no further than Mr. Three Picks himself, Clark Phillips. <laughs> Des, who Des Clark at your own nature. An animal. Um, but this is, you have two very potent and high-scoring offenses. And this is the fascinating part for me. Have you checked the conference scoring uh, uh, offense in what what is happening at the top end of the Pac-12? Yeah, no, it's, there's the top six teams are scoring like crazy, and the bottom six teams are not doing anything. Number one in scoring in the Pac-12 right now is USC, averaging 42.2 points per game. Number five is Oregon, which averages 40.6 points mm-hmm. per game. There is less than two points between number one and number five in the conference. And right now, like UCLA averages 41.4. Utah averages 42 a game. Like this conference, the offenses are putting up some crooked numbers and there's some good defenses too that's the thing that i'm excited for in this game though is we get a couple of good defenses right utah averages uh they sit right now second uh or first in in defensive scoring averaging 14.4 points per game allowed and uh, for ucla they're fourth 20 points per game they give up this is this is what i i'm looking like when we talk about the matchups and the, the kind of the profile to beat a team, like we were talking about this with USC and in uh, Oregon State, right? The profile of teams that have beaten Lincoln Riley and given him problems is what Oregon State is. U, UCLA and Utah, they fit a profile of just a prize fight, going to just be trading blows back and forth. 1230 on Fox is going to be awesome. Listen, you look at the next four weeks. Well, there's a there's some buys that kind of messes up. Otherwise, it would be the next three weeks. UCLA, USC, Utah, Oregon all all play some version of each other. This is this is it. This is the the separation season in the Pac-12 conference. This is you've got uh US- well, just think about it for Utah. Utah Utah is where where all of this lies because in the next 3 weeks they've got UCLA, USC and Washington State. Yeah, well, they've got like, the bye and then Washington that's State. That's what I was going to say cuz USC has uh Washington State, Utah and then UCLA has obviously Washington Utah, then the bye, then Oregon. Yeah. So you get this cross match of the four best teams in the conferences all over the next month. I'm pumped. For, uh, like that game, that has me at 1230 on Fox. Then you have Washington State at USC, which I, I hear it, but I don't see it. I don't. I hear everybody talking about how this is going to be a, a game that is going to be tight. The only way that this game is tight is if Cam Rising is out of his mind, and he plays a DTR versus UW type game. Which he's capable of. He's capable of it. I haven't really seen that kind of perfection yet. He's been really he good, was, not great. Yeah, he was awesome against Oregon, but mm-hmm. that was, he needs to be better yeah. to win on the road at USC. And then we've got a couple of snoozers outside of the Ducks and the Beavs games where you got uh, Washington at Arizona State. Um that program's broken, and Sean Aguano wants to get it on the right track, but they are broken. And really, you, you sit there and you think about this: get up off the mat and hit the hit the road for a second straight week for UW, where they've got to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. I, I mean, it would be a colossal failure and meltdown if UW 
were to lose that game. I don't see that happening. I don't either. I don't <laughs> see them. I don't see that game being close. I, it's 13 and a half for the dogs. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think they're going to cover that. They should get some get right and then kind of, again, get right. Because the best thing you can do after having a loss like they had is take it UCLA, out on your next opponent. Take it out on an inferior opponent. Yep. All right, we got more on the Ducks and the Beavs as uh, the show goes on. Uh, later on this hour, um, what Danny saw uh, last night in Moda Center and. We have got more from Russell Wilson. He, Russell Wilson is at it again. This is Danny and Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Hey! Uh, we, I will not spoil it for anybody I will not be giving any score updates for the Mariners game because folks that are wanting to listen to this, uh, listen to us, you're probably wanting to hide the Mariners game. And I'm going to allow Will Ortner to be the one to give all of these score updates for Mariners games only because um, you may be trying to hide from it, and he'll give those at the Sports Center updates. Uh, what well, he's got one in eight minutes from now, so that will be when you can turn down your radio. You run and hide if you're trying to DVR the game and stay away from it. I know that's important to some folks out there. I can give a spoiler warning too. Yeah, you give a little spoiler warning. Just hey, spoiler warning! Here it comes. Here it comes. Because there's people. Look, I'm not immune. Like you have, sometimes you have stuff you got to do, and you're not gonna be able to, to get there. But you try to avoid the game like the plague. Just so you don't miss that spoiler alert and you want to watch it on the DVR and feel like it is, uh, you know, something brand new. I get it, man. I get it. I don't understand it. I'll be honest. Maybe it's an age difference Ooh, thing. I've done that. But, like, to me, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't even DVR anything. Shoot, I don't even pay to watch sports anymore. I just watch it on my phone. So I, I don't totally understand why people would DVR, but I can uh, spoiler warning it for you. Really? You don't have a team that you love enough to where you just want to sit there and be like, I, I, no, 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 I just want to make sure I see it live. I love the Mariners. Well, or and feel if, like it's live? If I'm in that situation, I just walk off and watch it on my phone. But I never have a situation, to me, where it's like, oh, it's, I have to do something and then one of my teams is playing. Or like today, like I love the Mariners. We have TVs here. I watch it right on the TVs and I don't have to worry about it. Well, yeah, obviously that will, but some people don't have that uh, luxury to have a TV in front of them. What if you're out in the car, out and about, you have to work? You know? Oh, come on. You watched your phone in the car. 
<laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's get to the Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch Gate is a thing now. Uh, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. We talked about this fight yesterday. Uh, it's something that uh, when I first heard about it, I said, ah, you know, fights happen. This is not a surprise. Draymond Green punched somebody. Wow. Weird. Well, the video came out. And there's a lot of people that are sharing their feelings and outraged on the internet because of it. There's so much going on here. And I don't even know what angle to come at this from to begin with. The first thing is probably, at least for me, is, and I, I've kind of said as much on Twitter today, you and I have talked about this many times. I, I worked in an industry or a, a place where this kind of thing happens a lot. And I'm not even talking sports. I'm talking the military <laughs> And so this kind of thing doesn't shock me. It doesn't surprise me um, when you get a bunch of egomaniacal dudes, highly competitive, and then you throw millions of dollars in there. Yeah. And you put them in close confines all the time. Stuff happens. But you, here's the here's where I think the outrage comes from, and and people will not understand it is that you wouldn't do it in an office setting. No. No. I mean, like it, it's not appropriate for those things to happen. Anywhere else, except for if you're in the military, say, or, or in the sports, or center. you are on the sports side and you are at a practice, and or it's not even acceptable in a game. You know it's not yeah. because it'll cost your team. That's why you see so few fights in yes. games, and fights happen often in practice. Yes. Right? They they truly do. And with the Draymond Green video that came out, people, and actually shocked. this story coming out. So, it, this story doesn't come out unless somebody wanted it to be out. I'm, real, okay? I'm leaning towards being, at, at first, Jordan Poole because he got completely slumped. But this is the other thing is that we, you said it yesterday. He went on the his podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's no doubt that they're going to get over this and, like, things will be okay eventually. Because, like, there's guys that in practices uh, – there's one guy, when I was in college, we got into a fight practice. He's one of the guys that when I went down to Houston, I met up with him and his wife when they, like, we're, nothing, our relationship didn't, wasn't affected then, and it's not now. Some of, my, some of my best friends in life are people that I've hit the hardest. But at the same time, it is a shock to people watching and like, that's, oh, no if way. Been, that, if, if, you, if you haven't been around this, yes, it's. It's a shock because you you don't see this kind of and thing. And Draymond gets him good. He, he slumped him. There's he gets no him doubt about it. A, a, a perfect example of like getting past this, his head coach, Steve Kirk, got knocked the yep. bleep out by Michael Jordan. They went on to win a title together, and Steve Kerr laughs and jokes about it regularly. Yeah. With that all being said, it is a little jarring when you see the, the punch. If you're not going to be used to it, Draymond does hit him. I don't understand why it's being called a sucker punch because Draymond Green walks up to Jordan Poole and says something to him, right? First of all, nobody reacts except for you see like an assistant coach kind of slowly walking up. None of the other players react. And then as he's saying that, Jordan Poole pushes Draymond Green. At that time, when you push another person... That's not a sucker punch. I go full. I go full uh, Mills Lane right there. Protect yourself at all times. Like as it, soon as that contact is initiated, ladies and gentlemen, ding 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 ding. Now, if Draymond would have gone up and he would have just done the whisper in his ear and then just punched him, that's a up, sucker. That's a sucker punch. Yeah. Once Jordan Poole pushed Draymond Green, once you break the clinch, 
<laughs> Your hands better be up. Yep. The other thing that stood out to me was that even after the punch happened, nothing really happened. Which leads me to believe Jordan Poole was acting awful spicy. And I don't know. Like I, I don't know what was said or what happened, but you would think that a lot of people would rush to. And a lot they went over and they like got Jordan Poole and picked him up. But it wasn't like nobody he, went over and like stopped Draymond from murdering him and it, like stopping what was coming. It didn't look like the reaction was "You're completely out of line, Draymond." Nope. Which, uh, again, well, I don't know the whole details of everything that that is going on here. And the third thing is, who released the tape? Because I don't think Jordan Poole's releasing that tape. No, because no. Uh, listen, every time the Warriors play somewhere this year, there's going to be a sign in the stands. Yeah, they are going to let him know you got slumped by Draymond Green. Yeah, so that that in my mind, you said you thought it was Jordan Poole who leaked it at the beginning, not the I don't video. Think, I, but I don't think it was. I think it's probably the same person who's leaking the video to just be like, you know what? All right, let me throw this one out at you, and now you have the Golden State Warriors who are saying that they're taking, quote, every legal course of action Mm -hmm. to discover how the video of Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole during the scuffle at practice on Wednesday was made public because TMZ got it. A lot of money. Yep. And they're trying to figure out how it happened. Well, here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the biggest issue is that video leaked. If you're driving around right now, please allow you a second. Reach into your glove box, grab your tinfoil hats, because uh, Danny's got a story to tell you. If I'm going full tinfoil here, um, full conspiracy theory, it's the Warriors who leaked the video. And here's why. <laughs> and here's why. Draymond Green is up for a contract extension. They're, they have to decide on whether they're going to pay Jordan Poole, who just saw Tyler Harrell get $130 million, Anthony Simons get $100 million, Jar, uh, Jalen Brunson get $110 million. He's going to want that money. Jalen's, or excuse me, uh, uh, Draymond's up for his contract. Steph and Clay, they have theirs. They've got uh, Kaminga's coming up. They're going to have a Wiseman's coming up behind it. They, they have so much money that they have to figure out going forward. This is now leverage in contract negotiations, in uh, potential punishments, suspensions, fines, whatever. And now they have the leverage with their fan base to trade him. Yeah. If, if well, I'm, you have the leverage with the fan base, but doesn't it drive down his value that you have a video that of him sucker punching a teammate? That ain't going to go over well with your fan base or some of your guys Pub- on your team would be like, eh, Publicly, right. yes. Privately, where in other NBA teams they know this thing happens quite regularly, uh, yeah. no. It's going to be uh, – it, it is hard to convince, though, a, a fan base to, hey, get on board with him. But Draymond is one of those guys where uh, he is outspoken, he is a bully, he is getting older in age, and he has diminishing – Return, which that's probably the biggest knock against his trade value right there, is the fact that he is diminishing. He looks like he's going to fall off a cliff anytime, and, but, that, and that's the thing. But he still brings value to a team right now. Yes, if right you, now. If you're in a title window right now, listen. If you're if you're the Los Angeles Lakers and you're trying to figure something out, I'm calling Utah and Golden State and saying, "Hey, Utah, take Russ and R two first. Uh, Golden State, send us Draymond and." I don't know, Moses Booty, and kind of figure it out from there. And then you send, like, Jared Vanderbilt, Rudy Gay, and somebody else to, to Golden State. Like, you just – you exercise your demons, and you you get the clutch mafia of LeBron, Dre together in L.A. and just get it done and over with. 503-250-1080. That is a fan text line. Uh, some texts. Um, 
Let's stop with the sucker punch. If you punch somebody, get ready. I'm on board with that. Yep. This one says, disagreed. Draymond went bully mode. A push is separation. A punch is not normal or acceptable in this situation. If they both squared up, then it's not a sucker punch. No. I hard disagree yeah, with that. You and I, when I walked in this morning, is the first thing we talked about. We, we immediately locked eyes. I was like, hmm? Sucker punch? No. We both went, nope. As soon as that puck, that push. He pushed him hard. Yeah. It wasn't a, like. It wasn't a get back. And you know what? If you wanted to, like, if you can just put your hand out. If, like, he puts his hand on his chest and says, hey, man, you're too close. And he yeah. steps away as he's kind of getting that separation. Yes. He two-hand shoved Draymond. Yeah. And Draymond put one foot in the ground and just bopped right he, back. He gave the signal of this is coming. He forecasted you know, what was coming. You know what this, you know what this, yes. you know what this is? This mm-hmm. is the start of the championship run for the Warriors. Oh, it probably is. You're not wrong. Rye guy from the Bay. Who's going to be producing primetime later. <laughs> he is sitting there and he's going, this is the start Literally fist pumping of the, the championship window. run. The galvanizing piece to the golden state warriors. Oh. Uh, I'm going to puke all over myself. Going to puke all over myself. All right, uh, let's get to the worst day on the web because, so, shockingly, it's not Jordan Poole or Draymond Green. Weirdly enough, <laughs> oh no! Hey, Portland, let's ride to a Will Ortner sports update. He left the shack, but that it's time for today's on. worst day on the web. Day on the web. It goes to a man who's getting dragged. Uh, it's he's getting dragged quite often, and it is one Russell Carrington Wilson, who, after having an abysmal performance on Thursday Night Football last night, where his team failed to score a touchdown, and he threw an interception at the end of regulation that cost his team, and then missed a wide open receiver, and uh, had the potential game-winning pass batted down. He decided to end his post-game interview session, as he always does, and it's sad. Keep believing in. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Broncos country. That's right. It's the saddest Broncos country let's ride ever. It's the newest Broncos country, and then he walked away, and he was like, let's ride. Somebody needs to go over, get behind him, open up the shirt, pull the back plate off, and turn the branding switch down. Yeah. Because the Rustbot 2.0 is Rustbotting way too much. Like, I'm surprised he didn't come out of there saying, "Mm, that was dangerous. Now, his consistency in Seattle was okay because he how did he end everyone? It was go Hawks, right? Mm-hmm. Go Hawks. That's okay that, in a that, loss. That like, rings out still, no matter what. This is, it's still like go Hawks. Like, hey, yeah. we're going to be okay. Go Hawks. And the, but the Broncos country lets ride. Like, dude, you're not Subway. You don't need to have eat fresh at the end of your commercial, bro. Like, you can get you can get out of this thing and not have your tagline. Like, you don't need to end it with just do it. You're a person who's in a press conference. Just say go Broncos when you lose. Not Broncos country. Let's ride. That may be one of the things that, like, is just the worst tagline ever. And he's getting mocked for it, and he's leaned into it, which was funny at the beginning. Now you, it's, you can't do cringe after a stupid loss. Yeah, like yep. that's that's like, come on, man. Especially, especially, and we didn't talk about this earlier. 
he's at the point where he's a superstar in the league with zero support. That is a fantastic point. Is that this is the incredible thing about Russ? Yeah, who is who's going to bat for Russ? Have you seen anybody who's gone to bat for him? Nobody. I haven't either, and that is surprising. Like that is it truly is surprising to see a guy who has played so well in the NFL for so long, and he has, and he's had so much success in the NFL, and he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he is a guy that is getting zero support from former teammates, from people that are watching the games. Like he has fallen so far down production wise, like it's indefensible. But what the problem is is like off the field, he's not getting He's not getting any support from anywhere else either. Like last night, that Richard Sherman rant, you could tell how much Richard Sherman, a former teammate, a guy who won a Super Bowl alongside of him, got to another Super Bowl alongside of him, how much he despises Russell Wilson. Hates that man. That game was still in doubt. Mm -hmm. It was still in doubt. So there could have been a situation where Russell Wilson completes that pass in overtime, the Broncos win, and he's on the set with Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. And Richard Sherman was still slamming him on social media, knowing that there could have been a scenario where he's sitting next to him. And he's got to talk to him about it. And he was going to have to talk to him. Because guess who Guess who came on the set for the Colts? It was Matt Ryan mm-hmm. after that turd burger, where they were sitting there like, uh, <laughs> hey, Matt. How like, about that game? That sure was something, pal. You've played forever. And Great footballing. Your arm's fallen off. Uh, talk about how... Not great your offensive line was tonight. Like, it was, it, that was a brutal interview, but it could have been Russ. And Richard Sherman was not holding back. And that's, this may be the craziest part about like Russell Wilson leaving Seattle is that all of that protection that covers gone that Seattle gave him that made the Legion of Boom, mm-hmm. that made everybody so upset. With that being gone, you see how many people it truly alienated. Yes. And it's a lot. Listen, let's compare and contrast here. Aaron Rodgers is divisive as hell to some people, right? How many people ride and die with Rodgers? A, a lot. A long list. Yes. A long list. Which is say, weird. Say what you want. But the, the list of guys that, have, that will fall on their swords for Aaron is as long as the day. You can't find a soul to do it for Russ. And that is in the images from last night, Melvin Gordon shot him a look that w- that will that meme will live on for years. Uh, uh, what's the wide receiver's name? Uh, Kemler. The look he had when he ripped his helmet off after Russ didn't see him in overtime. Oh, Hamlin. Yeah, yeah, Hamler. Hamler. Yeah. KJ Hamler. I said Kemler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Hamler. You, yeah, you mixed uh, them right in together. But the look that he shot him of like what the. The daggers through the helmet, yeah, through the back of the end zone. I mean, but the look that he shot Russ afterwards yep. was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Yep. And you just you look up and down that team right now. I listen. Russ has been cheeks this season. Like there hasn't been a redemptive thing. Like normally you would have like a, a locker room where, hey man, like we're gonna ride like Pete in Seattle. Like you had plenty of guys who were gonna ride with Pete, but hey, Pete says the quarterbacks our guy, so we're gonna ride with him. Yeah, Hackett doesn't have the juice to say that's our guy, and Russ has sucked. Well, and that's the thing is that Pete didn't even at the beginning in Seattle, but he leaned into it once he saw that opening, and that that gave so much grace and leeway for Russell Wilson that 
you know, that protection was incredible. That Seattle and Pete Carroll and John Schneider, I don't think they get enough credit, man. I really don't think they get enough credit of how hard it is to keep it together for that long and to be have like this cohesive and kumbaya, you know, outward-facing relationship for a decade and it be anything but on the inside. Like, they did a fan... Pete Carroll's leadership, John Schneider's leadership, that organization holding it together with how many players came in and out during different times, that truly was. That was that was special. I mean, and it, it shows you how hard it is for Green Bay even, you know? Like you just said, it. Rodgers has guys that will ride for him outside of the organization. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something that he, he will always have... Brady's the same way. Like Brady, really hard to work with. Yes. Rogers, really hard to work with. But the guys that do, they leave there with a ton of respect and and admiration for them. Remember the infighting in Green Bay was because part of it was he Green Bay wanted or Aaron wanted to bring back more of his guys. Yeah. Randall Cobb wanted Randall Cobb back. Why? Clay Matthews, like they like. They, what was the other one? Geronimo, uh, Geronimo, uh, Geronimo Allison was that his name? I think was, but they he he just got done gushing over and they cut him the next day. Yeah, but that's the thing. I was like, and you you look at the list of guys like again for Rodgers for Brady. No matter how like Brady and Gronk, I mean, a more ridiculous pairing that's ever existed. Mm. But that's what I'm saying with with these quarterbacks, even the difficult ones to work with. I mean, and the great ones are the, the great ones are all difficult. Russ is difficult, and you don't ride with him. Yeah, that's just. It's interesting to see the fall from grace. Publicly, because usually when that happens, when the media fixates on somebody, defenders of that person come out. And we're long overdue for the defenders of Russell Wilson to come out. In that, I mean, even if his offensive that's guys, crazy to Doug me. Baldwin's showing up at his funeral just to be a hater at this point. Like but, it's, yeah, but I mean, it truly is. It's head-scratching to see. You do not see this very often in sports. Where, I can't remember the where, last time we've seen a star go through this to where... It's like when when the time comes, everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm good." Where, where's his Where's his one offensive lineman? Like those the yeah, guys who, who you know. Well, they're probably still trying to get back up from the bus that ran over him when he said his old line, you know, for his entire career had been getting him hit. But that's what I'm saying. Like, where's Marshawn? Where, where's oh. Where's Where's literally anybody on the offensive side of the ball? There's none. Ooh, well, Marshawn's still mad. Well, he Richard Sherman even said it. He's like. Ask Marshawn, where's Marshawn when he was going on his rant yeah. yesterday? <laughs> oh, man. It sucks uh, to see the fall from grace from a guy who, you know, and also think about how he was framed during his entire time in Seattle. Of, and it is legitimate, and this is true, and it should not be overlooked. Russell Wilson did go every week to the children's hospital up in Seattle, right? He did do that. Those are things that are very real that he did. He did a lot in the community up in Seattle. Those are very real. 100%. In that, this does not mean like Russell Wilson is some terrible person. It's just fascinating to see that who are the guys that are coming to bat for him right now. It's very, well, it's a non-existent list. 503-250-1080. That's the fan text line. I didn't watch it because I hate myself and love football, so I watched an absolute train wreck last night that involved Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan on Amazon Prime. But you were in the building. You were in the building for Blazers preseason. I was there. Twa. 
Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Wrapped around each other. Trying so hard to stay warm. I feel like this song may be about you and Shaden Sharp after last night's Blazers game, Danny. I was there. Well, I mean, like, I think you guys are like wrapping your arms around each other and you're loving uh, Shaden Sharp after the Blazers. You know what the Blazers do with teams from overseas? They beat them 138 to 85 with the bench, baby. They Draymond Green them. We're not losing like the Suns are to the Adelaide 36ers of the NBL. They did 24 threes. I will say, uh, speaking of Draymond, it got a little nasty last night. There was, there was a, a heap of trash talk. Greg Brown got ejected. Olivier Saar yes. got undercut in midair. Yes. Oh, it, it, if that game went five more minutes, it was going to be a fight. Uh, oh, by the way, the Adelaide 36ers played the Thunder last night. Uh-huh. You know what the score was there? What was the final? Uh, 131-98. The Thunder absolutely <laughs> destroyed. But Blazers Summer League re- uh, legend Craig Randall Popped up again. 27 points. Oh, babe. Get that guy a contract for the 36ers. All right. Uh, what did you see in the Blazers win against uh, Maccabi Ra'anana? Ra'anana. Ra'anana. Travis Demers wants me to make sure I get that one right. He, 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 right. he corrected Mr. Mark Mason last night to make sure he got it right. So. Good. Um, well, it, it, it matters. It, Demers does know his Hebrew. Yes, he does. He's Jewish. Is, is Jewish. 100%. He, he did not get the Jewish rampage no. nickname working here no. for no reason. No, these are these are his people. He made, he's, he made, yes. made sure that Mark Mason was made, made sure Mark was on point. That's all he was doing. Mm. Uh, last night again, second division Israeli team. Throw all the caveats on it you want. Oh, totally cool. Second division Israeli team. Yes. What yeah. a call up. But here's what a call up. Here's the thing. They're, they're, this is like Portland State playing the, an NFL team. Like, <laughs> it's actually not that sideways because there was four NBA guys on the roster. Norris, what? So Norris Cole was on the team. Oh, um, from Cleveland State. Yep. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Adrian was on the team. Briante, yes, Briante Weber was on the team. Sandarius Thornwell was on the team. Like I don't know the last three guys. You but, had me at one. But, I knew but, one. But there's there's real legitimate and, NBA guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and a couple overseas guys that are actually pretty solid. Legitimate uh, NBA guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think Norris Cole's a legitimate NBA guy. I would, put, I would put this like a step and a half above Summer League. <laughs> oh. So, like, not quite regular season and not quite a full preseason, but it, like... All right. And the, the players the Blazers put out there were Eubanks, Watford, Little, Williams, Johnson. Okay. Like, it was, like, the starters all sat out. Dame, Ant, Hart, um, Grant, and Winslow all sat out. All right. So, the important thing to take from, from last night, though... Is after Shaden uh, Sharp Hall of Famer. Yeah, Shaden Sharp does not start, and he comes out and he's a little bit slow. Yeah, but there's a little bit of trash talk from yeah. a former NBA and Briante Weber. Well, Keon Johnson finds him on a backdoor lob, and it is there we go sensational athleticism. The kind of stuff the Blazers haven't had at that position since probably Clyde Drexler. Oh, I mean, whoa! Athletically, yes, as they they, they have not had a guy who's this graceful and explosive since Clyde. All right. And so, and again, I'm not saying he's going to be Clyde. I'm just saying his athleticism and his body control at that position, reminiscent of Clyde. Okay. Um, there was some trash talk back and forth, and Shaden got on a roll. Hezzy between the legs, step back, drive, 
Eurostep glide finish. Uh, and here's the highest praise I can probably give a shooting guard who plays for the Portland Trailblazers. Outside of comparing him to the great Clyde Drexler? Is his his pacing and his mid-range pull-up game looks very similar to Brandon Roy. And Shane I, Sharp, the next Clyde and B. Roy smashed in one. And I know how absolutely bat as insane this sounds, but when you watch him do stuff, there's things that happen. You go, my goodness. And again, caveats of all of the things. Yeah. And I know I was being facetious, by the way. You are truly not, you're not comparing him to Clyde no. or Brandon Roy. Just like there's they're a, not the same player, but. No, but there, there's, there's reminiscences of, like, though his, I asked him after the game if, if he had watched a tape of Brandon, like if he knew what his game was. And he said, yeah. And my coach and I, my year off, pacing was the like one of the things they focused on the most. Mm. And it's very evident because you could see when he got out there against the Clippers uh, and against the uh, Jazz, he was still a little rattled. Once he threw that alley-oop down, yeah. something, something happened. Something switched. Something just went sideways. And he just started cooking. He scored 17 points in seven minutes. And it was like, oh. And you could just see Mike Schmitz, who was the guy kind of responsible for drafting him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what we saw. And it's gonna be it's gonna be probably two years before we see that at an NBA level. But it's nice to see what came out of that. Is that's what they okay, saw? Okay, this is where this is. I, I, I'm going to use my uh, dusty translator for what I'm going to take out of this. Yeah, from what you just said there, because it, it sounds very very promising. But all I'm taking out of that is. What you want to see from the rookie is the game slowing down, and it appears that his head did not spin last night. The second division Israeli team, hopefully that can kind of care, start to carry over of he's not, things aren't moving too fast for him when the Blazers go out against, what well, was Sacramento next? Sacramento, who's next up? Yeah, Sacramento. Yeah. That's going to then, supposed to be the dress rehearsal. So if he gets out there in the seven minutes that he plays, yeah. and you see like two or three possessions. And he's of not like, spinning. And that's growth. See, that's that, what you're looking that's for. That's all I'm going. That's 100%. all I'm taking away from. Because they did what the Blazers are supposed to do against a team that they are better than. And mentally, he had his first like real right. post game press conference, Good. and he was like, "Yes, okay. I feel like I belong." And he, he that that moment that was his seminal moment of there it is. And so Good. let's see if it slows down for him as, as, as the season progresses. All right. Well, the weirdness of Tucson, catch the ducks again. How do the Beavers finally get a win down on the farm? Uh, we have some college football chatter next hour. Plus uh, uh, we have one, I have one more nugget pertaining to that turd fest. That was a Thursday night football game. And we will have that next hour. This is Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.